everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We are really excited today to be here to be talking about both previous and upcoming Hallmark movies. It's going to be fun. We're doing some reviews and previews. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner. Today I have blogger Eric Rutin here with me. And thank you, Eric. First time coming on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Very, very excited. Been following you on Instagram and it's great <laughs> to be part of this. Yes. So since this is your first time on the show, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, I'm Eric Rutin. Um, I do have this unhealthy addiction to Hallmark movies, of which my wife, uh, she wants to watch her football on Sunday, and I'm sitting <laughs> there turning on the old Hallmark channel. Yeah. So uh, it is a passion that I've, I've had. I've usually kept it kind of a little quiet, but uh, I'm coming out into the wild open now on, uh, on your podcast. Yeah. So how did you get started watching homework movies? It uh, actually was an accident. I was just as usual uh, going through all the uh, a guide and I came across Summer Villa and uh, oh. which turns out to be to this date, my favorite Hallmark movie. Good one. Um, they were absolutely fantastic. And I just watched that and I literally was hooked. And if you go to my guide now on my DVR, it's uh, pretty much all Hallmark movies. And uh, just like I say, it's, yeah, it's a healthy cool. addiction, I guess. Have you always liked rom-coms and things like that? I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my favorite movies are, you know, Love Actually, Princess Bride, those kind of movies. So I've always been into the rom-com and honestly, just never really thought about the Hallmark until I watched it. And then it's, it's just a wonderful escape. People give me, you know always tease me about it, but it's like, you have so much ugliness in the world and so much of this and other. It's nice just to know you have a good place where things are going to turn out very that's, nice. That's what I always tell people when they ask me, what do you love about romantic comedies or Hallmark movies? And they said that the core, they're, they're hopeful. They're hopeful that love's going to win and people are going to end up happy. And, and sometimes you just need that in your yeah. life. At least I do. And people are like, oh, it's so predictable. You know what's going to happen. I'm like, I need so that what? predictability sometimes. That's, yeah. like, it's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to know what you're getting and just enjoy it. It's funny because right this weekend, I've been in, uh, watching movies for South by Southwest Film Festival, and there's been some great films. But I tell you, it was really relaxing to take a break and watch a Hallmark movie this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Two Hallmark movies this weekend. Well, what's funny is my wife sits and watches all the true crime. Uh -huh. So it's like my escape from, you know, murder and mayhem. And then yeah, I there you go. To the love and stuff like that. Well, so. maybe you can, can convince her to watch some of the mysteries. So maybe, maybe that could be your bonding. I, I've tried. And then we're, we're getting ready. We're doing a big uh, trip to Europe. And mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect yeah. to watch with me, which we're going to be uh, talking about soon. And nice. uh, no, that's great. Fun. Oh, no such luck yet. Well, maybe we'll win her over eventually. But what we're going to do is we have uh, three different films to be talking about that we're going to give our crown rating that we're going to you know, talk about. And then we have a whole bunch of films for Spring Into Love, which is the new theme that they've given it in the new title. Uh, they, they had Spring Fever and then Spring Fling. And now we're back to Spring Into yeah. Love. Uh, and we're going to give our preview rating for those films. So this is going to be a little bit different of a podcast than we normally do. But we also, if you want to hear thoughts on the mysteries from January and February, you want to make sure to check out, we're going to talk about any of those, 
but we're going to talk about the films, uh, the other films that aired in February and in uh, March. Also, we didn't, we're not covering the the Wedding Veil movies because those uh, were already oh. covered on the podcast. Right? We already covered those and, uh, and then we have these to cover. So all that said, let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Okay, on the 26th of February, we had Welcome to, Mo- Welcome to Mamas, starring Mel- Melanie Scrofano, Daniel D. Tommaso, Lorraine Bracco, director Alan Harmon. And it's after she inherits an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn, manager Amy teams up with the master chef to relaunch in the establishment and make her loved ones proud. Now, I have to say, when I talk about this movie, I did see it under kind of the best of circumstances. I was in California visiting my friend Colleen. She's a patron of the podcast. We re-recorded Francast together. And these movies are so much fun to share with friends and to watch together and just kind of uh, enjoy uh, together. And so I think that helped it for me. I seem to enjoy it more than a lot of other people. <laughs> but uh, I, I liked... Uh, I love Daniel DiTomaso. He was in Christmas Ever After on Lifetime uh, in 2020. And that was one of my favorites of that year. I love that movie with Ali Stroker. I think he's very dreamy. I think he has tons of potential in the Hallmark world. Uh, And I I also, I thought that they were a pretty good match. And I also liked the flashbacks. I thought were pretty good. What didn't work for me in this movie was pretty much anything with Lorraine Bracco. (laughs) didn't work i i thought that she was just felt like it from a different movie whenever she would be in there and the whole idea that her setting up this rooftop kitchen would cause this unrepairable rift seemed hard for me to believe yeah sometimes Um, it was the conflict yeah 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 but what did you think of this movie your overall thoughts I was not with you in California. So therefore <laughs> I saw it in very different circumstances. Yeah. And then when you and I talked a little bit ahead and, and you said you liked it, I was like, ooh, maybe I'm crazy because I did not like it very much uh-huh. at all. I found Frank, while he may be dreamy to look at, I found him like the worst boyfriend on the planet. He'd be like everyone on the planet tells him his his fusion is terrible. And he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. So as far as a boyfriend, I'd be like, oh, that'd be terrible to have because he'd always be right but oh because he's so stubborn yeah yeah whereas going to uh back to legacy a little veil everyone told him that his fusion was fantastic and it was very good so you can do the italian fusion so i think frank was just a bad cook in my opinion (laughs) or chef excuse me yeah but um and like i some of the things in it like for me as I, like I say, I, I'm a lover of romance and stuff. I just didn't see their relationship progressing. Like they seemed like to be progressing as good business partners. And it was sort of like, no, we're going to like each other. And I, I just couldn't find what was so attractive for her to him. What did you think of the older couple, the flashback couple? So I really liked when they did mama, it's mama and papa, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were both. I liked when they did the old time ones, but I agree with you. Like, I just didn't think like that whole mama, current mama, or I guess she was dead, so it wasn't current, but Lorraine Brock, I yeah. agree. Like, I didn't really like that portion of it. Um, I actually kind of liked the flashback portion better than the actual movie. Like I was thinking that could be a, 
a fun, you know, period piece or something like that. Yeah. And he was a great husband because he supported her a hundred percent and was all in like, whatever it takes, I'll go do whatever job you need so I can support you and your dream. Well, I also think though, that she was in the modern time, she was sort of sending, I think, mixed messages that she like, it sometimes it seemed like she was giving him permission to cook and then other then he'd show up and be like, well, where's my food? Oh, none of it's here. And yeah. uh, so then he's making the old recipes. And when she says the secret is, is love, not seasonings like, or something <laughs> to that effect, I was just kind of like, um, no, you need to have your seasonings. Yeah. Love can only take you so far. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, these, these recipes didn't sound that amazing, uh, that, I mean, they really seem to, to establish this restaurant as this incredible restaurant, but it was like chicken Parmesan and stuff like that. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it, good chicken parm though can be, I mean, I, I enjoy good chicken parm, well, but like, it's pretty basic is all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I was, I would probably be more on the side of the fusion, but let's make it a little bit, let's make it stand out a little bit instead of being like every Olive Garden. Like the shiitake ravioli. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, even, even Olive Garden has a portobello ravioli, <laughs> which are so good. And those breadsticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and didn't you agree about the, the, the conflict with the roof? That seemed crazy to me. This is basically your daughter. And first of all, she, it would have taken a long time to get that all built up on the roof. So the fact that you wouldn't have known, and it would be this like huge surprise seems hard to believe. And then secondly, <laughs> just that you would not talk for years. Yeah. yeah. That just seems crazy to me on both on both sides yeah so what um like it's something that's easily removed if you don't want it but she acted like it was her insulting her entire relationship her entire life it just seemed crazy to me yeah i agree, I agree. especially for like supposed to be her mother figure even though like mm -hmm. she brought all the kids from the neighborhood in and this that and the other it just seemed yeah a little overly dramatic and I i'll say going to the whole hallmark principle too is sometimes you do have to suspend belief right you're like okay i know they're doing these things and yes they're doing it to help the plot along but sometimes it's just no and like mm -hmm. i say that i agree with you 100 there yeah i did enjoy uh maddie finocchio as sort of the bff yes he, he was good he's always good i mm -hmm. i always enjoy him and and then Adil Zidi awesome. was also in this in a small role. And I always, you know, he won interview of the year for our podcast awards. He's great. Uh, and uh, he deserved to win that award. He's so fun. Uh, and I hope that someday he'll get the lead because he deserves it. He's really good. So and, question for you. Yeah. Did you like Maddie better in this or in Legacy? Because he had, he was fantastic in both of them. Oh, yeah. He's like um, the, I think I liked him better in this. He's really? a little more spunk. He was saying too, because he told he, he he told Frank his food was terrible. So mm -hmm. I like yeah. no, I thought he was I thought he was really good in this. In yeah. fact, I thought he was um, probably one of the better characters. Mm -hmm. I hope they keep using Daniel Di Tommaso. I I I like I said, I think he has huge potential. I think he's really charismatic. The movie might not have been perfect, but I don't know. I think that he 
Like I said, he already did a great one, Christmas Ever After. I think he has big potential for this genre. I really okay. do. All right, so you're a professional reviewer, right? <laughs> I am. Yes. So there are two things, like I said, I know you have to sometimes suspend whatever, common uh -huh. sense. But right. there are two things that just drove me crazy about this movie. Uh -huh. One of them was that the reviewer came back and like, okay, you're great. But then she becomes part of their Sunday or Friday supper club. Like as a reviewer, you don't like mm. really become the buddies with, with them, yeah. right? Nah, I wouldn't recommend well, that if it's, if, if, if I did do that, I certainly would never review them. Or if I did, I would state it first thing at the beginning of the review I just, that I would say, you know, these are my friends and explicitly like own your bias in the review. That's the only way I'd do it, but I probably still wouldn't do it because most likely wherever she's, uh, she's writing for, there's multiple right. food critics. So somebody yeah. else could cover it. And that's probably what I would do. And they're like, why aren't you my buddy you know, for other restaurants? And yeah. Just, like I said, I don't know why that just annoyed me. And the other thing was when the, um, other restaurant where Frank interviewed at, the guy came and had the big confrontation right in front of, of mama saying, you know, are you coming to my restaurant or not? It's like, what like potential employer would ever go to your work, you know, your place of work and be yeah. like, Hey, so are you coming over to my place? Well, especially cause he'd only been there a few and mama's he hadn't been there that long. Right. So Frank or yeah. no, Frank, I thought he, I was, was it a while? while? I can't remember. Oh. Like I said, I watched it admittedly a little bit distracted because I was with my <laughs> yeah, friend. But it just, but, for, for the guy to be like, I don't know. It was just, I mean, it's not like it's thing. somebody who's won a James Beard award or uh, is like a Michelin star chef or something like that. You know? Well, my thing was just, it's not Bobby Flay here. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> He's not definitely not Bobby Flay. Who does some fantastic fusion. <laughs> yeah. But there were some nice kind of enemies to lovers, I thought, moments between the two of them, uh, kind of banter back and forth. And the, uh, it was I in the preview, that. but the one moment that I thought was the best moment of the whole movie mm -hmm. was when she uh, was walking into her place and she's like, so were you going to ask me out? Because if you were, I would have said yes. And uh, yeah, was cute, then man. like that's where Frank was like his look and all that was just. You know, that was priceless um, there. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So I'd probably give this one like 3.25 out of five crowns. What would you give it? I'm, I'm a solid two. Okay. okay. I'm, like I say, I it's one of those ones where like you kind of judge it on if it comes on, are you going to watch it uh -huh. again? Even if I was like kind of bored, probably would still skip it and, <laughs> and, and move on. It just, like I said, yeah. It just wasn't my, my, my movie. There you go. There are moments, but overall no. <laughs> okay. Then we have feeling butterflies. This was on the 12th stars, Kevin McGarry, Kayla Morris, and sorry, stars, Kevin McGarry, Kayla Wallace, and Ish Morris. And I feel like this movie is just designed for Hallmarkies podcast. Cause we've interviewed all three of those people. <laughs> So that was very exciting. Um, this is directed by Marita Grabiak and written by T. Booker James. And one of these days I want to get Marita on the podcast. So she's done a ton of these movies. 
And so I'd love to talk to her. If you're listening, you know, please come on the podcast. Um, Emily's booming butterfly business delivers monarchs to a birthday party where she meets single dad Garrett. With the help of Garrett and his daughter, Emily's business will begins to take flight. So this actually stars a real life couple, Kevin McGarry and Kayla Walls. So that's kind of fun. Uh, they, uh, they are actually a couple in real life. Uh, and what did you overall think of this one? It was one that started out slowly for me. I was like, kind of, eh. and I'm not, I don't watch uh, what when comes to the heart. So I, I was not really familiar with her. And uh, I was at first not really liking it. And then as it went on and on, it grew on me and I ended up really liking it by the end. Mm -hmm. So, and I, once again, I think this is where we differ on this one a little bit too. And yeah, uh, I, I like this movie. Okay. To me, this felt like a Hallmark movie from the past, like 2014 ish kind of, especially the caddy uh, competitor. You don't (laughs) see sort of like the, they used to have sort of the other woman that's kind of catty and a jerk a lot more in Hallmark movies. You think even in the nine lives of Christmas, you know, kind of the, the jerk girlfriend that he's dating for some reason, who knows why, but there was a lot of times that sort of character in these, uh, these kinds of movies and, and they've really moved away from that. So I actually found that kind of refreshing. I thought it was, she was over, so over the top. She was funny ridiculous uh that i know i just haven't seen that for a while and and sometimes i like a little camp i like a little over the top in the characters and uh, keeps it from being boring uh, so i actually enjoyed that about it um i didn't really get the whole butterfly thing i guess i've never been to a wedding where they do this i've never even i mean evidently this town wherever they're living is, is developed support multiple butterfly people and i just i don't know like at the end of the day they're still kind of bugs i I wouldn't want like tons of bugs in my wedding i i think the whole idea is very weird to me (laughs) i I don't i wouldn't i wouldn't be bagging on too bad because clearly there's a lot of money to be made in it and the fact that there's two people who do the same thing and she has a partner she lives in a great house drives a great car Quits and it seemed like there were many otherwise. people she was calling up, not even just the two of them. There seemed to be a lot of people right. that, that, uh, that need these yeah, yeah. butterflies at weddings. Uh, I, like I said, I've never heard of this. I've never uh, been to a wedding where they did this. Uh, it just sounds kind of... I, I, I thought know, they I were a little nicer it. than just bugs when they released them. It wasn't like a bunch of gnats or something. But yeah, well, yeah I, I, like... I agree with you. I've never... Like the doves, I've heard of the doves and stuff. Yeah. But butterflies not so much they're a little bit prettier than like gnats or like you're saying bugs but at the end of the day they're still kind of buggish to me and i i don't know i just i don't i wouldn't want it in my wedding if you had them at your wedding and want to put in the comments please do because i want to learn more and uh, hear about what a great experience it was because uh, it seemed to be a very magical experience for the characters in this film and, uh, and so, yeah, that was interesting. I mean, and it's also a lot of money for just a tiny little moment. It seems like. To yeah. Because yeah. they fly away in like a matter of <laughs> moments. The, yeah, to uh, each their own, you know, with how you spend your wedding budget. But, uh, but anyway, I thought it was, it, it, that also made it feel kind of old school to me. I feel like 
old school Hallmark, there was more the thing of like, particularly in Christmas movies, you'd have the character with the weird job, the the character that owns like a hat store or a, you know what I mean? Like a kind of eclectic right. store slash job. And, and I feel like you don't see that as much anymore. So the thing that was interesting is this is like two this year now because they also had the butler. Like these yeah, things yeah, were that's like, true. the writers, where are the writers like, hmm, what job have we just like totally not, you know, thought of that we have to go to because, oh, a butterfly farmer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying though about how things in this movie felt kind of old school, old school Hallmark? So like, well, you have to keep in mind, I started really watching only a few years back. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't have that 2014, you know, experience. I've, mm. I've seen a couple of them just when, once again, like I say, I go DVR crazy. Yeah. And there definitely is that different feel yeah. to them. And you can see, I, I, I don't want to say, and you have better knowledge of it. They maybe weren't quite as formulaic where, you know, at like this minute, like when I'm watching it, I know at what moment they're going to have their fight. I know what moment they're going to reconcile. You know, it doesn't bother me, but it seems, you know, like it, it, it is sort of more cut and paste kind of thing, maybe than some of the old ones. Yeah. If you're listening, I'd be really curious if anybody listening kind of had that same feel with feeling butterflies that I had So put in the comment section. Uh, yeah. Especially, like I said, the caddy competitor, the weird job. Uh, there was just some, some moments, also the really precocious music. That's something that they used to do, even in a good movie, like the nine lives of Christmas, the music is loud and it's way too like, (laughs) I know nitpick total nitpick, but it's, it it can be kind of irritating after a little while. That's like, we get it. It's a cute movie. You don't need to tell us every five seconds that it's a cute movie with this music. Uh, But all that said, I still enjoyed the film. <laughs> I like it. It's too negative. I really I don't. I liked it a lot. What do you, you think of her dad, though? I thought he was a horrible person. Oh, yeah. He like basically flat out told her, you need a man to be complete. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I liked her relationship with Ish, though, her BFF. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good relationship. They had, they had a nice chemistry. And I think her and Kevin do have good chemistry together. It works. Sometimes real life couples don't actually translate that well. It can be like a little awkwardness between between a real life couple for some reason when the camera turns on them. But I thought they had nice chemistry. Would you agree? Yeah, I actually, I did. Um, the thing I also really liked about it, which was, I, I know we all have all talked about it for uh, the wedding veil. Like when she, you know, Jill calls and she's like, okay, what's going on? I don't know who this person is. And they're sitting out, she like actually flat out said, okay, what's up? Who's this Jill person? You know, tell me what your relationship status is. So she asked the question as opposed to just, you know, perpetually wondering who this other person is. Um, so, but I thought they, they did have some really good chemistry. I thought they kind of underutilized uh, Kevin McGarry. Like he, he, he seems to, to be like, I think a little funnier. He's one of my more favorite uh Hallmark actors. And I think they kind of had him hold back and showcased her a little more. Um, I don't know if you, if you got that. I can see that. Yeah. The conflict felt a little weak to me of like, we're all of a sudden going to move to New York city out of nowhere. That was weird. Um, and not that compelling. Like I I just, I'm kind of tired of that whole conflict of like, we don't, 
like if you really love somebody just move it's not that big a deal i'm tired of that conflict um and it just felt kind of out of nowhere and you knew it was immediately going to be it was going to be resolved and they weren't going to move so uh but i felt like they again that they had good chemistry and it was relatively compelling them trying to figure out how to get these butterflies the 1500 butterflies and there were like cute moments. The little girl was adorable. I agree. Little kids sometimes are really challenging in these movies mm-hmm. and kind of make them tough to watch. And the one yeah. we're about to talk to or about to talk about in a second, I think did a great job as yeah. well. So but yeah. both of the kids were, um, I thought really cute and, uh, and stuff. So yeah, that, was, that was a nice thing. Because- I agree. Um, there were some wonky visual effects, uh, and uh, with the butterflies that looked terrible, but yeah, I didn't really care that much about it. I heard a lot of talk about that on oh, really? on Twitter. People were talking about, oh, it looks so terrible. I don't know. It was fine for me. Like I didn't. It, it did. It was just such a brief moment, and it did the job as far as I was concerned. As far as you know, it made it. It was close enough, I guess. And it's also I, Hallmark. Uh, it's Hallmark budget, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like Avatar or something like that. Right. So it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did to be honest, I didn't even. It's, it's it's like the little thing that I guess I don't really pay attention to yeah. in a Hallmark movie. Is you know I'm looking for the romance. I'm looking for the chemistry. I'm looking for all that sort of stuff. That the butterflies were kind of there, but I yeah. wasn't really following around the sky. Like, are you CGI or what are you? <laughs> yeah. Not my. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I felt the same way. So yeah, I give this one. um, I think it's a little better than mama's. So I give it 3.5 crowns out of five. Uh, I'll I'll go 3.75. Like I say, I, I, to put it as a four, Mm -hmm. I think it's gotta be a pretty solid, good movie. And, um, it was just enough kept it, I think, from being being that. From USA Today's best-selling author Jenny Hale comes a story about second chances, family bonds, and finding out who we really are. Butterfly Sisters is the perfect escape for fans of Susan Wiggs, Rayanne Thane, and Susan Mallory. A heartwarming story that will have you laughing, crying, and rushing to those you hold dear. If you loved the Christmas movies based on Jenny's books and are looking for more feel-good, small-town romance, look no further. Available wherever you purchase books or download audiobooks. Find out more at itsjennyhale.com. That's itsjennyhale.com. The last one that we're reviewing is called The Presence of Love, and this was on the 13th on Movies and Mysteries. Julian Morris, Eloise Mumford, director McLean Nelson, and writer Nicole Baxter. And it's Professor Joss who travels to England to visit the farm where her late mother grew up and and bonds with single father, Daniel, whose family now runs it. So yeah, so this movie, I didn't even know that it was coming because I was so busy with my trip and with everything else going on that somehow I missed it. And then all of a sudden I saw an ad for it. I'm like, oh, I got to record that. (laughs) So it was kind of a pleasant surprise. And then I actually watched it because sometimes these, these, travel movies can be uh all can sometimes these travel movies can lean too much on the travel and not have a good enough story uh for my liking at least 
So I was a little nervous going into this, but I ended up loving it. I thought it was great. I really liked all of the, of course, all the scenery is really beautiful. It's a beautiful place, Cornwall. But I thought that the story was really good. I thought it packed a ton of story into a, a short movie. Uh, I thought that Eloise Mumford did a great job with panic attacks. And that's something I'm very sensitive to because I've had panic attacks in my life. So I, I know, you know, what it's like and I know what it feels like. And I thought she did a great job. And I also really appreciated as somebody who had mild dyslexia growing up, I really appreciated the the whole conversation about the, with the little girl and her dyslexia and how that was handled. I think Julian Morris is now two for two. I really thought his Prince movie at Christmas was delightful. I enjoyed that more than most people. So I just really enjoy him. I think he's great. I thought they had really good chemistry. I just really enjoyed it. I really only have one kind of major flaw, I guess, with it, but it was by far my favorite of the year so far for me. What, what about you? Uh, it was not my favorite of the year. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I think yeah. Eloise Mumford did a fantastic, I thought yeah. she was like not Hallmark good. I thought she was good. Like Me too. a really good uh, performance in that movie. And like you said, they did tackle in this movie a couple like issues, right? The dyslexia, the panic attacks. So it wasn't all neat, you know, and I guess that's why it's over on um, movies and mystery versus regular Hallmark Channel 2, maybe. Right. But it, like I said, they really tackled some of those, those issues, which I thought was nice and, and refreshing. Um, I thought he was really good. His character was good. I once, as I said, I thought the daughter was really good character. Oh, good. The mom, I, I don't know if the parents were just terrible in this. Uh, this that thing. was like, going to be mama, my mama was... and um, whatever yeah. uh, Emily's dad and this one. I thought the parents were all bad. That was going to be my one flaw, and and it's not that I mind having characters that are flawed like her character it's just that she was just too much the mother she was too mean to she was so rude to her own son uh i don't know she was too much she, so, she was rude to joss when joss shows up as a guest too in the yeah, ben really like, rude. okay i get she wasn't like on board with it but you're doing it so yeah don't be mean to someone who's coming in the, the book the trip a year in advance and I don't, I can say that she, her character. I do agree there. Terrible person. Yeah. That was my main flaw with the movie. The way that she treated her son was just mean. It was just flat out mean. And I thought she even wasn't being very supportive of the daughter getting the attention that she needed for her dyslexia. It's kind of like, and maybe it's that British thing of, Oh, you know, we don't have problems. We don't tell anybody. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, her character just, I don't know. I'm glad that wasn't my mom. Great. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you're, I, you're I, not kidding. The scenery of it, it was mm-hmm. gorgeous there. Just absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And I even liked the ending when she's like, don't go, don't leave. And then he, he shows up at the, was it a train station, I think? Right. That I was mean, great. Like train station who who runs to the train station and you know it's different in europe they use the train more right (laughs) but it's uh no in all that aspect i I really liked it unlike you though i found the like i thought it would have been a great movie 
that didn't need the relationship between the two of them. Like they could have just been supportive and it didn't have to get romantic. And, you know, maybe I'm a feminist or something like that, but it kind of bothered me how he's like, hey, you stay here, give up your life. Why I'm, you know, for me to be at my failing farm slash bed and breakfast slash turbine mill, like she has a decent career. So, but he's that, like, stay here. That's you know? fair. But I do think because he has a daughter and because her, she can be a professor anywhere. So I do think that she can, she can work she can move more easily than he did it's fair that they didn't really kind of discuss that and flesh it out and that's probably a time thing but but i think that's what i just said in my head to make it okay for me you know to be like oh okay that's why is that she's um but uh but i i liked that they didn't sort of extend that conflict too long yeah sometimes that can annoy me it's just like just move i'm so tired of you talking about the fact you live different places like you're you're totally right it was like hey i've got to go so i can't get involved with you which is the real normal reaction yeah i think people would have the way that she addressed it and you're right it wasn't like drawn out it wasn't forced like sometimes they can be and stuff yeah I mean, my brother, he married a woman from Vancouver and he was in, I think we were in Maryland at the time and they did that. He, they did, he was miserable. They did the long distance. He was miserable, but you just do it. And they got married and <laughs> they, they never had like, you never have this moment of like, well, should we break up or, or try yeah. to make it work? No, you make it work. Cause that's the way you do it. Cause Love is rare and you don't just give it up for nothing. I'll go back to legacy when Tracy and her boyfriend are like, hey, your dreams there, my dreams here. Good luck. I did like that about that movie. Yeah. But I, I, I just really thought that she did a great job with those panic attacks. Like that's not easy to do. And I, I, I bought it. It felt real to me. I related to it. And I, I don't know. I thought that was handled very well. You know, it's interesting that the first one she had when she like reached for her pill, I was yeah. like, oh, great. They're like saying, oh, just pop your Valium kind of thing mm-hmm. or your Xanax, whatever. But then as, and I guess this is the development of her character and why I thought she was so outstanding is then I really realized, you know, it wasn't just pop the pill and everything's okay. It really fit into what it was like to have a panic attack and in in all of the things like you need to sort of have that help and things like that to uh to to you know come down from it so i it's funny how i totally changed as the as the movie progressed of how i viewed that same exact incident yeah and she had to do it later yeah and then the gallic we said the little girl and the dyslexia that could have been really maudlin but i thought it was handled very well and the dad was sort of encouraged to, uh, you know, get things checked out, get things looked at. And that's when I'm glad that now I feel like as parent, I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but it seems like parents are being more cognizant of various mental health conditions and making sure they, you know, they take care of it and don't just sort of brush it off. Like they used to, even when I was, you know, in elementary school, uh, people are just more informed. I feel like now about stuff, which is great. Yeah, like I say, yeah. it uh, 
it, it was a good movie, like I say, because it had a, it had a lot more depth to it than yeah. Hallmark movies typically do. And it was refreshing. Now, granted, I don't want to watch this and give up all my nice little like fluffy romance, you know, all the time. But it was it was a really good way to spend a Sunday evening, I thought. But it had like enough light moments of like going to the yeah. town festivals and cute romantic moments. Oh, yeah, so. Yeah. I, I mean, don't think I it's give, like a hardcore drama. No, yeah, yeah. Like it's not one of those sort of Hallmark Hall of Fames, like manipulative kind of movies. This was just, I had enough combination, I think, of drama and comedy. Yeah. So I give this one a pretty high score. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. All right. I'm, uh, like I say, I'm at, I'm at the four. And that's mostly based on her like yeah. her performance was just like, as I said before, fantastic. And I thought he was good. I just found like the romance. Yeah, I can see the that. romance. It may have been that 4.5 for me um, mm-hmm. as, as well. Where's a good score. That's a really and, good score. But it actually, who we forgot to mention too was that dog was super cute. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That was, was a cute it, it was a really cute, really true. cute dog. It was. That's true. Like when, when they were, when she's going to get in the truck and he's like, they're going the back and the dog's looking at him going, no, I'm not, I'm not having any of that. She can go get in the back of the truck. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, love that. I love that scene. It was super cute. That was cute. Yeah, you're right. That's true. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So now we are going to move on to our preview section uh, for the spring movies. And what we have is between one and four flowers is how you rate your excitement level for the movie. So super excited, four flowers. Not that excited, one flower. Gotcha. No. Okay. Here we go. First one is a second chance of love. This is on the 26th. It stars Gloria Rubin, Alvina August, Jared Joseph, and Eric LaSalle. And it is Alicia and Arnold's marriage is a miss. Rather than face the problem, Alicia immerses herself in her divorced parents' affairs by setting them up on a dating app. So what is your kind of thoughts about this you think that sounds good i am actually quite intrigued for a couple reasons mm-hmm. one they're african-american and mm-hmm. one of the things with hallmark is we don't tend to get a lot of diversity so i'm 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 really liking that and two that they're older um you know they tend to be always the the younger couples and things like that so i'm finding it i'm very intrigued by it so um the dating app thing, which I'm curious of how it works and how they don't know that they are, you know, former spouses. Like, I guess you don't have pictures or something on it or something like that, but I, I am, right. I am intrigued. Yeah. 
I love Gloria Rubin so much. She was in a, I mean, she's been in a lot of amazing stuff, but she was in a Lifetime Christmas movie a couple of years ago with Tony Braxton. It was a take on Christmas Carol where instead of it having the, uh, I think it was like every moment is Christmas or something like that. But instead of having the ghosts, the traditional ghost, she had lost her, the character had lost her parents in a horrible accident. And that is what had made her shut off from the world. And so her ghosts were actually her parents. And every time she saw her mother, she was just, it was just devastating. And I really liked it. I, I feel like I'm the only one who kind of loved that movie. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, I thought Gloria Rubin was absolutely wonderful in that. And I've seen her in other things. She's wonderful. Alvina August, she was in uh, Deliver by Christmas, which was my favorite Christmas movie in 2020. So I love her. Uh, Eric LaSalle, he's great. So there's a lot of talented people in this cast and obviously the diversity. I love that. I'm a little tired of the marriage in crisis movies. I have to say like when they first started them, and it seems like most of them have Nikki Deloach in them. <laughs> but when they first started them, I was like, oh, this is so novel. This is so interesting. It feels so fresh. And I'm kind of tired of them now. I, I don't love them. And I, I don't know. Some of them I've liked, but I wish there wasn't a marriage in crisis movie. Hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I... I guess I I don't have the past that you have to, to put it on that. I um, and, and once again, we're, we have a, a brief paragraph and I've seen right. the 30 second commercial about 70 times during the uh, you know, <laughs> last night's episode, right? Um, so I, I don't know, like I said, yeah. it, I, I'm finding it intriguing. And it's not, it's not, that's not the marriage and Christ thing isn't bothering me. Um, quite yet. Now, when we actually watch it, maybe I'll have a very different opinion. Like we had one last year, or uh, it seems like even more than one with, um, but we had one with, uh, with Nikki and uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but we had one with Nikki uh, taking the reins, I think it was called where oh, she, yeah, last the- year. And then we also had the one where she goes back into time <laughs> where the girl goes back into time and fixes her marriage, her relationship. Uh, but anyway, it can still be good. And I mean, they've all the tropes in these movies they've used a, a ton of times. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm particularly tired of that one when they've used other ones many, many times, but that is how I feel. Um, but I still, I'm looking forward to the film. I would give it three out of four flowers. Wait, what, how many is total? Four. Four? I'm I'm gonna go with the four right now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like say I, there's a couple of different things in it that I'm finding I'm curious about. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question though. Were they yeah. a couple on? They were both on ER, right? Uh, yes, I think so. By the way, it is a show I have never seen a single episode in my life. Oh, despite really? How popular it was? It got <laughs> to the point where it became a badge of honor that I would refuse to watch any of it. I was curious if they were a couple on that show too. I don't remember. But I do think Gloria Rubin was on ER. I remember that. So when I was reading a little bit the blurb, it said something about them both 
ER alum and stuff like that. So I don't even know if they're on at the same time. They could have been at different periods. That show was on forever. So yeah, it was. It was like 14 seasons or something, a long time. All right. Well, then we have just one kiss, and this is Krista Rodriguez, Santino Fontana, Alina Douglas, and Aida Torturo, directed by Jeff Beasley, writers David Raeli and Diane Robin. And it's through a series of chance encounters, sparks fly between college literature professor Mia and Tony, a headliner at a Manhattan supper club. Unbeknownst to them, Mia's mother, Marlene, and Tony's mother, Sophia, are working some maternal matchmaking magic. So I think this sounds really fun. I love Santino Fontana. He's so charming and great. And there's a really cute little under the radar rom-com that he did a couple of years ago called off the menu that people should check out he was so good in that and i really enjoyed it and hardly anyone watched it but uh but yeah i don't know chris rodriguez at all uh and we haven't seen i don't think they've done a trailer or anything for this one but yeah. uh but it sounds really cute i'm all for busy busy body matchmaking mothers teaming together I'm a little bit, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I'm trying mm -hmm. to figure out how Ileana Douglas is like the mom in this movie. It seems like she's too young to be the mom, but it could just be I'm getting older and you know, so, so are they and stuff. So that has me a little bit in, intrigued. And then another thing, is this like another Italian family movie? I think it's, uh, I think it's Latino, Latin, okay. I think. Yeah. All right. I was about to say because Hallmark was going all Italian so far this year. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, I was a little yeah. confused with, with some of it. So okay. And I think it might, I'm not sure about this, but I think I heard from somewhere that there might even be like a song or two, or that Santino Fantana sings a song. Uh mm. I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I feel like I heard that somewhere. Um, and that would be amazing because he's a great singer. I mean, he's in Frozen, for goodness sakes. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and on like Broadway, said, the, the Tony busy, Winter. The, busy, uh, the busy body moms is, is a fun. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the the, the, the other theme is, is one of your favorite busy body moms are, are, yeah. are pretty fun. Marriage in Crisis, not as big a fan. Busybody matchmaking and two mothers, for goodness sakes. That makes it even better. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 3.5, like half, because <laughs> we can do half a flower. I'm going at 3.5 out of four. I'm so much more <laughs> optimistic than you. I'm I'm a four. All right, good. I'm, looking, good. Like, I, I'm thinking April, as we go through it, is just looking. I, I've been a little disappointed. I think Hallmark started out the year slowly. Yeah. And just reading these, these, uh, descriptions i'm excited for april yeah i should ask since you said presence of love wasn't your favorite what is your favorite so far for for hallmark uh, for the year yeah oh legacy oh okay i thought cool. legacy was just fantastic victor webster was mm. unbelievable in that movie and i'll say i was went into the to the trilogy thinking that was going to be my least favorite yeah because of the three, Allison Sweeney is my least mm -hmm. favorite. Mm -hmm. And it completely has changed. I absolutely love her. Like, I didn't dislike her, but I absolutely love her now. And I thought she killed it. And Victor Webster, who's once again in Summer Villa, um, yeah. he he was just so great. So that has been my my favorite 
That was a good match. I enjoyed that one a lot more than I expected. And I think it was hard because we didn't get, because they wanted to promote the other two. So we didn't really get much. There wasn't much to be excited about. We didn't have a trailer till really late. We didn't even have a poster till fairly late. And so I think that's maybe why that happened with that movie is that you really only had like a week of true press to kind of get pumped about it. I did a little poll on Reddit and it was the number one that I did, you know, which was your favorite. And it was the favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I totally was expecting Unveiled to be my favorite because I love three. Autumn of, of the three. She's at my yeah. absolute favorite of, of those three. But um, it was actually my least favorite yeah. of the three. I mean, my favorite so far of Hallmark 2022 uh, is Presence of Love and then Butler's. Those That would be my top two. But that's just me. I'm going brain dead on the, the first one. Uh, well, the Jen Lilly first of the year that... That, that one was we'll, rough. We'll just forget that happened, right? <laughs> yeah, then, that was one of the worst Hallmark movies I've ever seen. It was and, like she really is bad. adorable and that could not have had a more unlikable. Yeah. Character. She was outright like mean. She was a bad friend. <laughs> it was bad. I agree. I agree anyway. Moving okay. On. So, so on the ninth, we have Royal Runaway Romance. <clears throat> and this stars Philippa Northeast, Brant Daugherty. Sarah Jane Redmond and Vincent Gale and it's director David Weaver who's done tons of these and writer Jake Helgren who we had him on the podcast in December that was super fun he's really nice he's directed a lot but then also written a lot and uh, so it's interesting that he didn't direct this one that he had that David Weaver ended up doing it but it's Princess Amelia of Bunbury (laughs) uh, travels across America to explore a budding romance with an artist only to fall in love with her bodyguard, Grady. So what do you think about this? Who doesn't fall in love with their bodyguard? (laughs) That's right. I mean, that's what bodyguards are for, right? (laughs) Um, I'm usually not a fan of the Royal. Like Like you've got your ones you don't like. There's yeah. very few of the royal movies that um, I like, um, so we'll, so we'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, every once in a while there'll be one that works for me. Like I said about the um, the Royal Queen's Christmas, I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, so yeah, mm, I'm gonna give this one. <clears throat> it's my least. It's the one I'm least looking forward to of this one. So I guess I'll give it like a. A 1.5. I'm at a one. As yeah. I just got through telling you how I'm excited for <laughs> and I dropped my one after <laughs> after having the two, the two fours. But these ratings mean nothing because we don't know the movie. And so they could right. end up being amazing. It, it could be absolutely adorable and the chemistry could be off the charts. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we have Love Classified, and this is Melora Hardin, a Arian Mandy, Catherine McNamara, and Max Lloyd Jones. Uh, director Stacy and Harding, writer Lynn Sternberger, and this is a long summary. It's romance novelist Amelia is a world is is a whirlwind who blows back into the lives of her adult children, Taylor, Taylor, and Zach under the pretense of a book signing arranged by her hometown's local bookshop. As Amelia tries to reconnect Taylor and Zach, explore new and past relationships through an app that boasts old-fashioned human connection by way of the classified ad. Zach is given a chance to heal old wounds while Taylor matches with a woman that changes the way she always thought about love. 
So this sounds interesting to me. I, they, cause you've got like three different relationships going on. You have Taylor and you have an evidently a relationship with a woman. So that's kind of interesting for Hallmark. And then you have Zach with a new relationship, healing old wounds. And then you also have the mom in a relationship with this classified app thing. Um, what do you think? I think there's a whole lot going on. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> and it could be, it could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her in the office. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how she comes on over to um, Hallmark and stuff. I think it's all sounds pretty interesting to me, except for the app, like the app that creates the old time classifieds. It's like, do you love pina coladas and getting caught in the rain or something? I don't, I don't like it just, the app seems so kind of, you know, we'll go back to the Jen Lilly, the hashtag love, just, it seems silly to me. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I, I do think it sounds interesting with the different types of relationships. Like you say, um, the, the, having the mother-child aspect to it, so it's not all just pure romance type things. I think that's uh, that may be uh, you know pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Catherine McNamara is a pretty decent get for one of these movies, especially a supporting more of a supporting role. I, I feel like I hear her name quite a bit in a few projects. So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and get, I'm going to be optimistic about this. I mean, I love the representation. I hope it'll be a fun movie. We haven't seen a trailer or anything. I'm going to give this my a four. I really hope it'll be good. I'm in a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. We have a tale of love and this is on the 23rd is Brittany Bristow and Chris McNally. Director Leaf Bristow, writer Richard Beatty, and Agnes Bristow. Those are Leaf and Agnes are Brittany's parents. And this Bella learns her dog rescue's future is in question when they lose funding from their main sponsor, a dog food company that's being sold. The late owner's son, JR, is a soldier who is home on leave to handle the sale. During a visit to the rescue, JR quickly bonds with, with in Indy a retired military dog they just took in and begins spending more time there. When Bella learns the rescue's property is also being sold, she turns to JR for help with finding the missing document, proving her grandparents purchased the land many years before. So yeah, so this one, I think it sounds very sweet. I mean, you got to love a military man with his dog that sounds really cute i like chris mcnally a lot i like Brittany bristow a lot they've both been good to the podcast in the past uh, they're really nice people so i think i hope they'll have chemistry it's kind of fun that it's written by written and directed by Brittany's parents that's fun uh i hope it'll be good i'm optimistic what do you think um is he gonna get a haircut and shave <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen any of the clips. I don't know because that could be the military thing. But oh yeah, um, you're right. You're right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they'll just like you know forget it and and <laughs> stuff. I just found it funny because um, like I remember you you had the uh, the dog podcast on a couple of weeks. You know. Oh yeah. Comparing them, so we'll have to see how this fares with the uh, 
with, with the whole dog rescue. This is more walking the dog versus uh, Love at First Bark, which I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, but I agree. I think they're they're great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, he really brings it, and he's got a lot of charm, and the lady seemed to like him a little bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a, a pretty good one. And once again, when you have the dog, there as a center it's kind of hard to go too wrong but yeah i was a big fan of chris mcnally way back i actually when he was in rocky mountain christmas i he's just he has a very small role he plays uh, her brother in that movie and uh, lindy Boo's brother and i was like who is that guy he is so handsome <laughs> who's the brother and uh and then he proceeded to become a big thing with Hallmark, getting on when it calls the heart, getting on a bunch of other movies. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, are you team Luke or team Nathan? I'm definitely team Lucas. And no, uh, we, yes, we talked okay. about it in detail on the podcast, but I think that Lucas is more of a challenge for Elizabeth and that interests me more than, uh, I want to see her grow and develop as a character, be challenged. And I feel like she gets more of that from Lucas. So that's my. I actually feel like I haven't watched any of those episodes yeah. of that show. And I'm thinking I kind of maybe have to. Because I went and got to um, The Good Witch. I just right. downloaded because I was looking for something on Netflix to download on the plane. I just, you know, searched Hallmark. And uh-huh. now I'm like totally hooked. On, I think The Good Witch is so fantastic and so it's good. good and like, so I'm now thinking that maybe I need to give this, you know, it's a commitment because I'm, mm-hmm. you know, so, so much but um and i have to say the mounty thing i think is what first turned me off i'm like oh how corny with the mounty but perhaps not yeah i mean i feel like eventually you just have to give it a shot at least as a hallmark fan it's such se- a part of the like culture nine seasons yeah i mean and it just goes if you're gonna have a hallmark podcast you have to cover glenn calls the heart there's <laughs> I, I do crazy know not to you get such good numbers so Anyway, all right, I'm going to give this actually four crowns. I mean, uh, four flowers. I really hope it's going to be good. I'm with you on four. All right. Now we're moving over to Movies and Mysteries, and it's uh, always Amore on the third, and it's Autumn Reeser, Tyler Hines, Patty McCormick, director Kevin Fair, and writer Julie Sherman Wolf. So as Elizabeth tries to keep her late husband's once acclaimed restaurant afloat, She's forced to work with a consultant to turn things around. He reignites her passion for baking and life itself. And Julie Sherman Wolf's a good friend of the podcast. And I asked her, I said, I was so surprised to hear this was on Movies and Mysteries. Is is, uh, it just one of those random things or has it got the drama? And she said, no, it absolutely has the drama. And she had to go back and put uh, more drama, make it more drama yeah. focus so that was very interesting to me so i'm intrigued uh, if you look at the the, the promos it doesn't portray it it seems yeah. like a typical hallmark movie so they're not really you know okay the drama of you have this consultant coming in who's you know her, yeah. her late husband who wants to change her late husband's thing but it just seems kind of straight up hallmarky and that's interesting now i'm even more do we have can, can we go five flowers yeah. on this one <laughs> you can't I'm not. Just, yeah, just I mean, that's what to. that when I was putting together the spreadsheet to prepare for this episode, I was like, that's on movies and mysteries. I didn't even know. I and didn't realize it either until just yeah. now. 
So I, I thought, oh, it's just one of those things far. they you know, just ran out of time or whatever on Hallmark Channel. But I asked her and she said, no, absolutely. It's it's got the drama. So I'm very, very intrigued. I mean, Kevin Fair, he's done tons of science sale delivered. And uh, so he can definitely pull off that drama. He does a good job with it, the director. And of course, Julie Sherman is is one of the best writers that they have. Yes. Um, writing for Hallmark. And so, yeah, this one's definitely a four flowers for me. Tyler Hines, Autumn Racer should be great. The only thing that may pull it back for me is what is up with his hair? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy had good hair and now he's got this, I don't know what he's got going on. I, so I was hoping Caroline yeah. was going to be on because she's a very big fan of his. And I asked right. her, like, what do you think of his hair? And she's like, I'm trying to make it grow on me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's not my favorite haircut. I'll, it, I'll, I'll grant you. It does not look good. <laughs> no. <So. laughs> All right. We love Tyler. He's been so supportive of the podcast. He's he, great. He is Everyone, always he has good. different choices of haircuts, so that's yes, fine. He is always good, and he had such great hair. That's yeah. what gets me. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he had an accident and just had to like cover it up or something like that with a with a new do. I'm not sure. Never know with with people with their hair. All right, the last one is Curious Caterer Dying for Chocolate. This is on the 10th. So there's Nikki DeLoach and Andrew Walker and Aaron Boyce, who we've interviewed all of them for the podcast. You should check that out. And it's a, a direct, it's, let's see, sorry. Okay, it's directed by Anthony Mechie and written by Irene Dobson and John Christian Plummer. And it's Colorado caterer Goldie Berry teams with detective Tom Schultz to identify the ingredients that led to the mysterious death of her friend and ends up discovering a hidden recipe for murder. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think that's a funny description. <laughs> the, uh, the, they identify the ingredients, <laughs> a recipe for murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I think you said you didn't really watch the mysteries. Uh, so oh, no, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, um, what do you think of this? The idea of the, the recipe for murder. <laughs> so um, I'll admit, I have a little bias going against it. Oh, that, um, the, uh, why am I going brain dead on the the gourmet? It's my favorite. Oh, gourmet show. detective. The gourmet detective. I couldn't remember the yeah. last word. On it. it is my favorite favorite. I love both of them on it. I think it is such good writing and such good mm -hmm. acting. I, I just love that one. And now it's no more. So yeah. the whole like chef aspect of it, I'm like, just bring back Brooke. You know, bring back uh, Dylan, and uh, and and you know, but. I will say having Nikki and Andrew in this, it, I, I don't see how it can go wrong. Yeah. Myself. I kind of feel that way too. I, they're going to have really fun chemistry. It sounds like they're not taking it too seriously. There's going to be yeah. a little, little tongue in cheek, a little bit silly. And that's what I want to see in these mysteries. I want it to be like, there's some of them that I just think took themselves way too seriously. Like I, in my opinion, the Haley Dean, they had their fun moments, but I agree. They took him very seriously and it's not as fun to me. Uh, so this, uh, this to me looks more my, my speed. My favorite will always be garage sale mysteries, RIP. <laughs> We're never going to get them back, but <laughs> I really, I think this sounds fun. I, I'm okay. looking forward to it. I agree. I think it is, it is going to definitely be a, a fun one. Um, so I guess yeah. I, it, it it, it'll, it'll, we'll see because sometimes it can they can be a little too corny because mystery is kind of a hard 
genre to pull off sometimes. Yeah. But like you said, it doesn't seem like they're taking it too serious, but you still want to do have a little bit of suspense, like who did it or who done it. Yeah. Know, at the end. So, so we'll see. Yeah. So I'm going to give this three flowers. Three flowers. I'm, I'm one, I'm, I'm going to one up. Yeah. I'm back to the four. All right. I think, like I said, I think it's the, between the two of those guys. It, how is it not going to be good? Yeah. I think it'll be good. So let us know what you would give these films. Let us know what you thought about the ones we reviewed. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Eric, where can people find you? Thanks for, and Eric, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And how can people find you and your writing? So my uh, blog is Hallmark Reviewer. Um, Hallmark Movie Reviewer. Yikes, I forget my own name. HallmarkMovieReviewer.com. Um, and that's where I post, you know, my reviews of the movies. They're nowhere near as good as yours because I just do it for fun. I had uh, on Reddit, some guys like, oh, you're just doing clickbait. I'm like, I don't even get paid for this. How am I doing clickbait and stuff? So um, I just do it. They're all very, very, very biased opinions. They're like I said, I don't have the obligation that you have to, to really present the facts and, and help people make good decisions and stuff and then on instagram obviously the same same handle and uh or you can just easily find me because i'm always commenting and liking your your posts so easy way to find me in that aspect right we'll have that all in the description so she'll definitely check it out it's a lot of fun and uh, you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on ron tomatoes so please take a look at that and also make sure you're following the homeworkies podcast at homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast all over social media and if you're listening on itunes please leave us your five-star ratings and reviews it really helps us a lot a lot of people don't realize i was just talking to a friend uh this week that didn't realize how much those iTunes reviews really do for a podcast and get people to see those, uh, the get people to find out about the podcast and come up in searches. So please, 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 please uh, take a second and give us those five-star reviews on iTunes. We'd appreciate it so much. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which if you love what we're doing, that is the most helpful way that you can support us on a yearly. We have new annual rates. You get 10% discount if you, if you give the annual rate. So you can be part of our watch alongs. And our Q&As, we just had a Q&A with Will Kemp that was super fun. Uh, and that's for any level of support. You can be part of the watch-alongs and Q&As. Please, please, please take a look at that. And then also we have the merch store, which has tons of fun homework-inspired designs. And that helps support the podcast as well. So thank you so much, Eric. It was great to meet you and great to do this. And we'll have to do it again. And I'm going to give you a big plug. I will say that when I first, obviously, I started following you on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, you've got your podcast, so I'll, I'll give it a go. And I'm like, how really good can a podcast be on Hallmark movies? Which is kind of silly considering I love them so much. But I will say it was so good that I begged you. I'm like, please, please let me be on it. You guys are so good. And it's when I walk the dogs every morning, that's what I listen to. So it is a fantastic podcast. I'm not just saying it because you invited me to be on. It is Thank really you. good listening. And the different people with all their different opinions is very, very fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So again, let us know what you think of all the things we talked about and we will talk to you all again soon. Bye everyone. Bye.